Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. The U.S. Federal Reserve has left interest rates unchanged for the fourth straight meeting. They've sent a tepid signal that it's done raising interest rates and we're moving toward cuts, but not just yet, leaving a March rate cut ever so unlikely. So to find out more on the latest interest rate decision, as well as when we could now expect a rate cut to start rolling in, joining me today is the one and only Vishnu Varathan, who's the head of Economics and Strategy Asia at Mizuho Bank. Vishnu, welcome back to the show. Hi, Hong Kong. Thanks for having me. Thank you once again for joining me, Vishnu. Looks like the Fed voted unanimously to leave the benchmark rate unchanged at a 22-year high. I'm sure that was up to your expectations. I don't want to claim undue credit. I suspect all of the markets expected it. So, so yes, I was, uh, I was on that same boat. I see. I mean, I just had to double check with you because in our previous conversation, you were always mentioning that you were wrong with your <laughs> um, predictions. But I'm glad you got it right this time. But anyways, Vishnu, it looks like Fed boss Jerome Powell, he's delivered a very clear message to traders that are, you know, looking forward to that start of slashing of interest rates and now that he's mentioned from his speech that was widely watched that March rate cut is not happening what did you make of his speech? I thought it was a very well balanced speech Mm. so two things stood out about the speech one was compared to December I think here he laid out the context correctly and very clearly back in December he did talk about significant progress in terms of disinflation Uh but he didn't push back very much on what that would mean for policy but this time around he said look it's been significant progress so on and so forth but Mm -hmm. he said not sufficient yet and he was very clear he said he wants more confidence around inflation before Uh they move but I think all else equal he said look a rate cut is going to happen sooner rather than later Uh nevertheless markets need to be a little bit more patient because there's no instant gratification on this one right right and when we always look at Jerome Powell's speech a lot of analysts debate whether you know the speech was either dovish or hawkish what would you say today overnight speech was? Was it on the the more dovish side? I would say that, you know, compared to December, it had more hawkish caveats in it, or rather at least some more restraint in it, because Uh I think the December speech was taken to be rather dovish leading and pretty surprisingly so. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think this time he just checked some of those elements to say, yes, we would turn dovish at some point, but not yet. Okay, okay. So how have then, you know, Wall Street stocks responded to his speech? Were investors largely disappointed by his speech? Yes, as understatements go, you can say that. So you would find that equities fell quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Your S&P 500 down 1.6%, your NASDAQ falling more than 2%. And I think that was because increasingly as late as last week, I think markets are expecting an even chance of March cuts of about 50% probability. That was scaled back to just one third likelihood of a cut in March. So that disappointed equity markets who wants to see the cash, cheaper cash faster. That said, bond markets did see slightly softer yields. I mean, there were many other factors in play, but from the Fed's point of view, I think they took on board his message that they are still going to go through with the rate cuts and they're encouraged by inflation. So on a longer horizon, two-year bond yields fell. 
Okay, okay. How are Asian markets, you know, responding to the latest interest rate decision? I think there's quite a bit of caution around. There are many factors at play here. One of it is the drop in U.S. equities would inevitably, you know, exert some force on Asian equities. So there would be some kind of sympathetic pullback. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also had the dollar remaining firm through the speech. So a firm dollar typically also tends to add some pressure in Asian stock markets. But I think Asia is watching many other cues for the day, so reaction would be more differentiated. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think Asian markets are a bit more cautious because the Fed is not going to cut immediately, certainly not coincidentally with the drop in inflation. They're going to wait it out a little bit more. I see, I see. So Vishnu, I think the important question now is, when do you expect rate cuts to happen? Have your expectations changed following this latest speech? Surprisingly, my expectations are largely unchanged. Uh, Mm. We still expect the rate cuts to start somewhere towards the middle of the year and be really concentrated around. So I think May would be a good starting point, so slightly before mid-year. But I think a lot of the cuts would be concentrated in the middle of the year in Q3 because we expect some disappointment in terms of the growth momentum holding up, in particular from the U.S. consumer, because I think the U.S. consumer uh, story has been the main one driving U.S. exceptionalism. And I think we expect that to cave a little bit. I see, I see. So, you know, for Fed officials to, you know, shut down expectations for a March rate cut, what are their, you know, top most concerns? One of the concerns is that, you know, some of the disinflation that they've seen, particularly the very, very forceful downside in inflation, has been led by goods disinflation or goods deflation outright, whereas they see that to be a little bit more moderated in terms of services inflation. So I think what they want to see are two aspects of it. One is more broad-based disinflation, and the other is some confidence that this pullback in inflation is durable, such that inflation settles at 2% Mm -hmm. rather than coming down but bouncing back again. So that becomes more difficult to assess, but that's something that they want to see more evidence on. I see, I see. Well, you know, despite the message from Powell, then is it still possible to see a March rate cut? I mean, anything can happen, right? So what could shift the sentiment of policymakers for them to decide on a surprise March rate cut? I think in terms of the triggers that could cause a March rate cut are probably going to be the more unlikely things. So it is very, very unlikely that, you know, the disinflation suddenly you know, causes enough confidence for the Fed to start cutting. So it's certainly not going to be an inflation trigger. More likely, it's going to be a trigger in terms of an unexpected but adverse demand shock. So suddenly something falls through, whether it's geopolitics or a sudden caving in of consumer sentiments. But also the other aspect to watch is the regional banks in the U.S. If you do get some stresses in the U.S. regional banks, there might be a trigger to move sooner on rate cuts to S-Watch market concerns. I see, I see. Well, then, meanwhile, the central bank it has also reiterated its intention to continue you know, reducing its portfolio of assets by as much as $95 billion per month. What does this mean or what does this signal? I think the signal is they still think there's ample liquidity in the system because we do remember during covid they added about $4.5 trillion worth of liquidity, of which they've drained about $1.3 trillion. So one would argue 
that there's a lot of ample liquidity left, but they are also, I think, more cognizant of the fact that this liquidity is not evenly spread and certainly appears a bit more viscous, so it doesn't flow as easily. And that's why they did say that, you know, whilst they're going to continue reducing, they've already started discussing whether they should scale, dial that back. Mm-hmm. And I think March, they're going to have a more in-depth discussion on that, which means they probably, all else equal, their plan is to stop quantitative tightening or the balance sheet runoff mm-hmm. by the time they hit the middle of the year as well. Okay, okay. So Vishnu, you know, then would now be the time for investors to, you know, reallocate their assets as it looks like high interest rates will be here for longer? I think investors probably need to look at their investments with regards to two factors on two dimensions. One is they probably need to brace for more volatility. Mm. And the other, if they take a slightly longer horizon of say between one to two years, they can anticipate interest rates will fall a lot more, in which case they probably need to see which space they want to be in. Generally speaking, I, I think it would be a great time for them to get into fixed income assets either to earn the higher carry now or to position for price increase as interest rates fall. I see, I see. Well, then can this latest interest rate decision by the U.S. Fed also influence, you know, other central banks to hold off on their policy pivot? (laughs) That's a really good question. And I think what it reminds other central banks, particularly EM central banks, who probably will feel more adverse effects from high U.S. interest rates and or U.S. dollar, is that, you know, there could be a higher cost to false starting or to jumping the gun on expecting the U.S. rate cuts. And so that might force them to hold their policy a little bit more restrictive for a little longer, not so much due to domestic concerns, but concerns about capital outflow risks or concerns regarding depreciation pressures on their currencies. So those two aspects of it would give EM central bankers more policy considerations around when they can turn their policy such that it's more easing or less restrictive conditions involved. I see. And before we let you go here, moving forward, what key data should investors look out for that could also influence Nick's policy decision? I think from what Fed Powell has said, on the data end of things, mm. they probably need to look at the breadth and the depth of continued disinflation, whether it continues as expected to see whether the Fed would be on course for the rate cuts. Equally, they probably need to look at consumer sentiments to see whether that holds up. That's one of the things delaying the rate cuts, whereas faster deterioration in the U.S. housing market or real estate market and capital investment, business investments could also trigger this. And like we alluded to earlier, the banking sector It's not a data point per se, but the banking sector is worth watching for headlines around risks in the regional banks due to the stress on the balance sheet. I see. Well, thank you so much, Vishnu, for your time and your insights today. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me, Kongten. It's a pleasure speaking to you as well. We've been speaking with Vishnu Varathan, who's the head of economics and strategy Asia at Mizuho Bank. I'm Hong Ben Jung, and this has been Money in the Market. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.